Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. So hello and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show. I'm Kat Smith and with me is Vegard Svanberg. Hi Vegard. Hello. How are you Kat? I'm really well. How are you? Mm, fine, thanks. <laughs> Good. I am fine. Yeah. Really? Just, yeah, came out wrong. I am really fine. <laughs> Good. I'm, yeah, I'm be, the finest person in the world. <laughs> be, be committed to that fineness. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Um, I hear that I when um, you ask Norwegians how they are, they give you chapter and verse about every single thing that is uh, going on for them in their life, and people think, mm. oh, <laughs> just calm yeah, down. Yeah, well... That's a problem when, when Norwegians go to the UK, for instance, because we tend to tell people how it is when we're asked. Uh, so, how are you? Uh, well, didn't sleep very well last night and, and I have a cold and my kids are sick and my husband is an idiot. And you, know, that's how and you can see well, that well, English not person does stepping that, well back many... away from you, like 10 pieces yeah. back, 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 back. I don't want to know. I made that mistake yes. once in the UK when I was, when I was young and fresh. And uh, someone asked me how I was and I just had a fever. And I said, yeah, I had a fever last night. So I'm not really feeling well, but improving, you know, and you just, just got these looks. Like, I, we didn't expect an answer to that. <laughs> fine is okay. Just fine. fine. is the only I'm allowed fine. answer. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So you're fine then. I'm pleased to hear it. Um, we are going to start out this podcast by talking about pricing because we've talked about it in a previous podcast about what your customers want more than low prices because selling owners make the mistake of thinking that people just want a low price um, and that's why they come into your salon because you've got the lowest prices on the high street or you're beating somebody else or you've got a discount deal or you've got a special offer and that's not actually true is it we know no that it's clients not but, but- let, let what, us be quick to say, I just, I've, because I think this is important, because what people will usually say when I say that is that they, they interrupt me and say, well, that's not true because I get a lot of complaints. Uh, I will just chip in and say that some people might complain, but you have to look at the votes here, because if you have one person complaining and 20 people not complaining, then that tells you something. Well, it does. But also, I think if you've got complaints, then there's things that you're doing wrong and you're doing them very wrong. Um, And that's what we're here for, is to show you what you could be doing and why you should be doing it. Because if a client is complaining to you about price, it means that you're not showing the value of what you're giving that client. And also means that you haven't gone out and found your ideal client and that client is not the right fit for your salon if that's what they're complaining on. So in reality, you shouldn't be getting complaints. I know you do get complaints when you raise prices and people sort of say, oh, you know, it was that last time I've only bought this much cash, I'm I'm a bit short. But that's more to do with the emotion around um, being caught short about money. There, and if you haven't informed your clients about what exactly they're getting from you um, and the value that you're providing them, then that's when they're going to say something. So here's what, let's just launch in with this. Because <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you again. You're uh, not just... sorry at all. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry, that's true. I was, uh, I, I'm exactly the opposite of all these customers. I was out with my wife and this happens a lot and she's so embarrassed when it happens, but... I was, we were at a, a, 
at a restaurant eating and when I was uh, going to settle the bill she um, the, the the waitress she she had to look at the menu to to see what her prices was and I said haven't you you haven't memorized your prices no you see I just adjusted them so so I haven't memorized them yet so I said oh you increased them then and then yeah 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 I did you know costs costs creep up and you know so I have to adjust them yeah but I hope you increase them more than your costs I said and she, she, you know that look when she, what, what is he saying that it was too cheap? What, what's going on? And I, I do that a lot. And as I said, my wife gets really uh, embarrassed when I do, but it's, it's fun. And, um, and that's well, why that's, you don't get to go anywhere, Vicar. That's why you stay in your little garage and you just uh, That's just why restaurants yeah. and hairdressers love me, Kat. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> because they so can they squeeze me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, actually, that's that's Sorry. that's a good analogy going to the restaurant because um, purchasing is often done on want, not on need. So you know, you might need to buy food because you're hungry. So you, you don't actually need to go to that restaurant. So you need to eat because you're hungry. But what you really want is a really juicy steak and fluffy mashed potatoes instead of a piece of bread. So you could have stayed home and had a piece of bread and maybe some herring or whatever you eat over there. I don't know some fishy crap um but you actually what you <laughs> <laughs> yeah baby baby seals baby seals, okay, baby seals. seals. Yeah. but yeah, what you really it want sells clubs baby seals yeah but you don't you you know what you need you need sustenance but what yeah. you really want is something you really fancy and want is very tied up um with emotion so what you want is tied up with how you're feeling um and what your state of mind is and where you're at. So when you're appealing to someone's emotions or your client's emotions, um, they want certain things. And if you're providing these wants, then price becomes relatively irrelevant. And that's quite a hard sentence to say, but it does. It becomes irrelevant because they want things that are going to make it easier for them. Um, and they, they want things that will appeal to their emotions and to their state of being. So, one of the first things they want is they want easy, no hassle buying. They want convenience. Um, the biggest thing about convenience is that they're getting what they want, when they want it, and how they want it. I travel a lot. I travel every three months. I travel from the giant sandpit to the UK, and um, it's a seven-hour flight there, plus another one-hour flight and hanging around at the airport because I go to Ireland via London and then it's the same in reverse so I spend a lot of time in the air I spend a lot of time at airports it's a right ball lake I really don't enjoy it anymore a ball lake, huh? it's a ball lake I have balls for you <laughs> it's a ball lake absolutely uh. <laughs> so I used to I used to love the glamour of travel um, and I worked in the travel industry so I, I loved it but Right now, I, I, I hate the thought of having to go to the airport, get on the plane, do all that sort of jazz. So I always buy a business class ticket. Now, I could travel economy, and there's no reason for me not to travel economy. And you have in the past. And I have in the past. And you know, it would save me money. It's a cheaper option. I'm still on the same plane. I'm still going from A to B. I'm spending a lot less. But for me, traveling business gives me convenience. It gets me priority check-in. It gets me, I can dump my bag. So at this airport here in the Giant Sandpit is actually one of the best airports in the world. I can get from dumping my bag through to getting on the plane in 30 minutes. If I time it absolutely perfectly, I can leave my house a lot later than I would if I was traveling in the economy. Um, so it gives me more time at home and it gives me more time to do work. 
then I get on the plane and I have a space to myself without anyone in my face or on my elbows. I can work. I can sleep if I need to and normally that's on the way back on the overnight flights so that I'm refreshed to do more work. It's always about the fact that I would like to have more time to do more work for my clients. So that's the convenience I get from travel. I get um, uh, offered the best service. I get a beautiful lounge to sit in which has got Wi-Fi and gin and I can work and it's got cable so I can plug in my computer. It's the convenience that I get from all of that purchasing a business class ticket. And I know that you had a problem um, on the podcast earlier when you had bought a cheap ticket at, um, for an airline and you got bumped off the flight because it was cancelled and then you were the last in the priority queue for getting anywhere that day and you were eight hours at the airport. If I'm if the flight is bumped, and it has been once, they ring me. So the airline rings me. I don't have to go to a <laughs> desk. They ring me and say, Mrs. Smith, very, very sorry. Yeah, your flight has been cancelled, but this is what we've done for you. We have put you on this flight. We hope that's convenient. If it's not, please let us know, blah, blah, blah. So I get everything. I get from I get looked after from start to finish. And sure, there's times when things go wrong and... You might end up talking to a staff member who's a bit grumpy or whatever, but in in 95, 99% of the cases, they bend over backwards for me, and that's what I want. I'm not there just to, to show off or to take things for granted, but all I want is convenience. So that's so what your customers what, what, want. How much are you willing to pay for this convenience? What, what, how much more expensive uh, would a business class ticket be from the San Pet to the UK compared to a normal economy class ticket-ish? I could buy an economy class ticket for a £400 return and I am buying a business class ticket for nearly £2,000 return. So yeah, there's a huge differential in the price. Um, but the convenience to me means that I can do more work, more work for my clients and I can make more money. So it really is irrelevant. So basically, because I can work more efficiently, um, that that cost doesn't really come, in, come into it. because yeah, You pay five times as much. When I do, I, I can't fly, when I fly from, from Norway to the UK, for instance, I can't fly a business because there's really no business class. It's just, you know, economy and uh, the, um, not business, but let's call it a kind of premium. That's the only option Sucks to be you. Um, and I always fly the premium because, um, I mean, it's more convenient for me. I have one example of actually a company that people wouldn't expect to have, uh, to have understood this, but that is actually Ryanair. I can't fly Ryanair anymore. The, the closest airport to me, they are shot now, but um, I used that before because it was close and Ryanair flew flew from that airport. They were the only ones. But, and everyone thinks that, oh, flying Ryanair, that's so cheap. And it's, you know, I actually like the Ryanair planes because you can't recline the seats so you won't get someone's head in your lap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what Ryanair did is that they introduced a sort of a business option for their flights. So that means that you pay, I think it is uh, uh, six, seven, eight times the normal price ticket to get kind of, it, it's, it's just what you say, it's the same seats, same plane, going to the same destination. But one time I really could use that was when I was uh, connecting to another Ryanair flight and my flight was delayed. So I had to go to customer service to be booked onto my next flight, uh, the other flight uh, the, the following morning. So when I approach the desk, there's a queue, but then I see the business sign and that's the priority queue. So I could go there, just walk past the entire queue 
I was greeted by very fr friendly staff. They say, hello, Mr. Swanberg, etc., etc. And then they booked me on the next flight, asked me which seat I wanted, and it cost me nothing. There you go. There was no charge, there was no fee, there was no nothing. And they even uh, got me the fast track and they just wrote down fast track code. Tell them this in the fast track queue tomorrow, you'll be through and no problem. That was Ryanair. So they have actually understood something now and it's along the lines you, you talk about. But you, you can do this in your salon as well. Well, of course, you can do conveniences that, that you uh, offering appointments when they want. So if you've got a priority customer and they're paying you priority money or premium prices, you can block out appointment times so at the uh, most convenient time for them, which is usually the times when everybody else wants the appointments at the same time. But you could charge a premium for those particular times of appointments where it's convenient. So whether that be after work, before work, on the weekend, that sort of thing. So they want that hassle-free buying. When they go onto your website to buy your online products, they want to have a hassle way a hassle-free way of buying, hassle-free, <laughs> hassle-free, hassle-way, hassle-free way of entering their credit card details, making sure that goes in their basket. It's easy, point and click, dum 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 dum, so that they're getting the product and they don't have to go through thousands of screens back and forth to get what they want. So convenience is number one. The next one is reliability. Um, you need to be able to be trusted. Uh, you need to be providing quality products and services. If you're not providing a quality service or quality products, go away, do some training, go and look at your products, go and research it, and make sure that they are quality. Because if you are providing uh, low-cost, low-quality um, crap, you can expect for people not to want to pay high prices for them. That's the expectation. You need your products to be of the highest quality. You need your service to be of the highest quality, and that includes your staff. So you need to be making sure your staff are well-trained and they're doing exactly what you want them to do, how you want them to do it, and when you want them to do it. Um, test your products on yourself if you have to. If you're only selling something because your sales rep has said it was fantastic um, and you haven't tried it, don't. Don't sell it because you don't know what it's going to do. Get some testimonials from your best clients, get them to test it, give them a test pot, whatever it is. Get them to tell you what they think and listen to them because they have very, very good ideas when it comes to their own hair or their own beauty. Um, they will know exactly what works for them, even though you're telling them something else. So be reliable, be trusted. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. I um, send my kids off to a local hairdresser here. Well, I did. Because, um, and, and they are cheap. I think they're one of those low-cost uh, salons, but we send them there because the kids can walk there so they can go to the hairdresser themselves. They think this is cool, you know, this, that's an experience. And they, this is not your two-year-old, anyway, I'm taking they, it. Uh, no, the teens, I have two teenagers and okay. two smaller kids, so the teens take the, the small ones. In Norway, we send our two-year-olds to the hairdresser on their own. They walk down. Yeah, no, no, the two-year-old <laughs> Very progressive. the hairdresser herself, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. But last time, I, I think last time might have actually been the last time we sent them. And that's because they came back and it didn't really look good. Uh, 
The teens didn't get the haircuts they wanted because the woman couldn't understand Norwegian. She couldn't speak the language properly. She tried to resort to English, but it didn't really work. So um. she got a different haircut from what she wanted. And then when you looked at the uh, younger kids, you could see that, you know, it was a bit higher up on one side than it was on the other side. And you know, oh. it didn't really look good. And it was cheap, yeah, all right. But we didn't send them there because of the price. We sent them there because, you know, the experience and it being closed, they could walk there and stuff like that. So that means that... Actually, price didn't matter. What we wanted was a good experience for the kids. Yeah, and reliable and that's really and quality. Easy to, yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. you have to provide the same service. So that, that particular uh, shop is, you know, they're very dependent on the staff. So one, one member of the staff can be really good. The other is, you know, it's, the performance is erratic. So, so you can't really trust it. So, no. I mean, what do you do? And that's one example of what I wanted in that case. I wanted my kids to have a good experience. Now, whether that cost, you know, 20 quid or 40 quid per head, I don't care. Yeah. They just got my card. They used that. That's it. Yeah. And, and and when they come back and things are like that, they kind of destroy the whole experience and it's not important that they were cheap. What what does that, what good does that do? Nothing. Did you go down, because this was a, um, this is a good link into the next thing that clients want. Did you actually go down and speak to the salon about the problem? No, of problem? course I didn't. And why no, didn't? I can't be, I can't be asked. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> what would you have expected if you had gone down here to speak about it? No, I don't know. I don't know what I think. I have never been there myself. Okay, imagine that your wife went down there to speak to them. What would she expect from them? You mean to talk about the thing that happened? Yeah, so if she went down to complain and said, look, this is not good enough, how would you expect the staff to react to that? Well, it kind of depends. I don't know. But in an ideal world, I think they said, uh, yeah, this isn't good enough. Let us do something about it and uh, we'll give you a free haircut next time just to demonstrate that we're good. And not necessarily free, but, you know, something, throw something in just to make it easy and uh, regain our trust because that's the problem. When we we lost the trust, so they have to kind of earn it again. And that will take a while because now we have had one negative episode and, you know, repairing that is not necessarily easy for so what i was getting i mean mean, we might send them there again i don't know but (laughs) we'll see in what six weeks well what i was trying to lead you into and not very well i I, I clearly missed the point here (laughs) clients you did did kind of say that but that clients want (laughs) a bespoke service even if they don't tell you they do they want to be listened to and they want responsiveness from the staff and they want responsive from from your salon so if you go down there and something is wrong you want them to listen to you and you want them to hear what you're saying and you they want yes. you want them to take it on board and you want them to do something about it. So yeah, you yes. kind of did say that, but And that does clients, not mean you have to be a doormat. No, That's but you need to saying. listen listen yeah. to their needs and listen to yes. their wants and then deliver try and deliver that. So if you know what your client wants and what your client needs, then you're going to have no problem delivering that service to them obviously you're going to do it around your business your rules and way they want it but you're going to know what it is that they're really looking for Um, and you can charge a premium price for that because if you really tap into what the client's wants are you can put a price on that that is anything that you choose and that client is going to want it because they really want that particular thing and the key is listening and hearing what they say Um, nothing if you just ask the question is there something we could be providing you that we aren't already so if you've got a good customer in there 
there'll be something that they'll come up with that you're not providing that you could provide to them and that's a want. And it'll actually open up some really interesting ideas from your clients. And even the most quiet ones and the most happy clients will have something that they would want from you that you're not actually providing. And that means you can provide another service to them or another product to them and provide it at a price that is convenient to yourself. So if you know what your clients want, it's much easier to provide it to them at a high price because they're going to buy it from you. It's like if you don't know, you're just walking around blind. You're providing something that people might not want to buy at all. No, I mean, I did the same of the listeners probably remember that I also have a broadband business and in that business I have the same same issues uh, I have to create products and services that people want and one of the products I've that been really successful lately is that I've created a sort of a, a vacation home a cabin product which is just based on how Norwegians use their vacation home so the internet connection is open when they're there and it's close when they're not there and that is that, that came about just purely by listening to people because there was a popular demand. Is it possible to close the subscription when we're not at a vacation home? Can mm-hmm. we do that? And we couldn't because we only had regular subscriptions. Okay, so we, we created something, just tested it, checked if it worked. It worked. And now that will probably turn into shortly being a actually main product because we found a niche just, just because of that. And I mean, it's the same with hair salons. You can specialize in you know brides if you want to i mean you could specialize and you have to talk to your customers to see what the needs are what they want and you know stuff like that yeah it opens up a whole new path sometimes for you just by hearing that one thing but you've got to listen um and the next thing you need that that's why we have two ears and one mouth Mm. and i must say that i i I do not want to oh i'm lying again I, I was going or are you going to put I'm this on not, the meme? I don't want to thing. offend anyone, but <laughs> what I'll, I, I'm trying to, I'll try to say that it's a kind way. No, I can't. I can't do no, that. No, just either. say it. Some yes, hairdressers. Some hairdressers, many hairdressers, tend to gossip, and your role in the salon is not to gossip or or spread rumors or talk about other people. Your job is to make the customer comfortable, and your job is to listen to what they have to say. <laughs> and work with them and the rest of it. That is your job. Oh, here I'm so. going to disagree with you completely because no! <laughs> you go, always go to the salon for a good gossip, always. And that's what makes it fun and entertaining. But yeah, you, you're listening to the client as well. You don't have to be boring about it. Come on, how often have, do you go to the salon and you, obviously you're a man, you want to sit there and you just want to <laughs> get on with it, get me out of here. I want to later. be left alone. <laughs> yeah. No, women are like, not like that at all. We want it nice. Aww. We want a good gossip. So yeah, we yes. do want to okay. gossip. Let me rephrase them. <laughs> if you gossip, you do that as part of your strategy. Yes. But it's, 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 it's the environment that you're in. Um, that's also something that a client wants. They want to be in a nice environment. They want to be in a fun environment. They don't want to be in a boring, stuffy environment. They don't want to be um, in an environment where staff are bitching and moaning um, about each other and there's a, there's a bad smell yeah. in the air because someone's that's done something. That's a negative something. kind of gossip. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that kind of yeah. gossip. I agree with no, you. You don't no, want no. that. But yeah. you, you want to, yeah. the clients want a you know, place that they can either get away from it all, that they can call a second home, um, that they can go in there and not be bothered by anybody else, that's just their me time, or that they can go and have a good gossip with somebody, somebody who's completely um, third party, won't spread your rumours around town. You know, I know salon owners who know more about 
people's love lives and past history, then their partner will know about. So, um, yeah. Does I, that include you, Kat? I mean, you, you weren't really a hairdresser, but did you know more about, you know? Yeah, some people I did. But, and that's, that's, the, that's the confidence that gets instilled in you with, with, your, with the role is people um, are more honest about themselves because, you know, we can go and talk about the psychology of <clears throat> being in a chair and being touched by somebody. You know, you're really in in the hands of somebody else and you're, you're really putting your trust in that person. So yes, and you know this person because you're going to visit them maybe every six weeks if you're very good about maintenance um, for years and years and years. And, you know, an average of 11 years you go to the same hairdresser. So you get to know this person inside out and you want to share with them if you really trust them. So yeah, there is a great amount of um, trust between in that relationship. Um, so you do get to know things about people that you wouldn't um, before. And they're prepared to tell you because you're not... Sometimes in, probably don't, don't want to know. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> but you're not in your family. You're not going to judge them. It's about you, know, you and your time. Oh, yeah, we're judging. But anyway, we want that. And that actually is quite a good link into the next one, which is competence and support. So if you position yourself as an expert, and you should position yourself as an expert, you're going to have to deliver the goods. Um, otherwise, you're going to look like a right ass um, and lose business. So if you're not uh, knowing what you're doing, go away and train. Uh, if you need to train your staff, get them trained up. Clients are attracted to your expert status, and they expect you to be um, very competent at what you do. Um, you have to make sure that everybody is doing the same thing from follow-up as well. So follow-up and support are really crucial. If somebody has a problem um, with their service after they've left your salon, they're often not going to call you and tell you. What they tend to do is tell their friends, and then they go somewhere else. So you lose your yeah, customers Yeah, that's what that I way. do. Yeah. So yeah. if you are clever, you'll put into this, uh, place a process where you contact the client uh, at least no longer than a week after they've had their service with you and just ask them how it is. Because it's given them time to bed it down, to play with it themselves, to look at you know the manicure, to check out the wrinkles and the, where the Botox might have missed, where the highlights have been misplaced. And that and they will have talked to their friends and family and they would have given them an opinion as well. So that'll change the way they yeah. think about what's how they look. And then you're asking them the question of how it is for them. And what you'll find will be quite surprising. You'll find one of two things. One is they will think it's amazing, love it, absolutely fine. Um, and you'll be able to book their next appointment if you haven't done that already. And the second thing is they'll tell you exactly what they think is wrong with it. And that gives you an opportunity to fix the problem, to get them back in, to fix the problem, and to make it absolutely perfect so that it cements for them the idea that you are going to make sure that they are happy no matter what. Um, and it's, it makes them much more loyal to you because you've actually done something proactive about it. So competence and support. Um, the way you fix an after-sale problem determines how loyal a client will be with you. I'm going to relate that to my broadband business again because what I do there is I send them, I think, follow-up emails about every third day or something. And I regularly ask them how they are, uh, how it's working for them. And I get the, all these nice responses, mostly. I get, I would say, nine out of ten responses are nice and it's working perfectly and thank you for providing this service and what we had earlier was shit. And that's a good opportunity to use that because what I, <coughs> what I tend to do is that I reply to those 
to the best ones and I say, could I use you as a testimonial? So, and they say yes and send me a photo and I use that in my marketing, so that's great. But it's also useful to learn when people are not happy and they would normally not tell me if I, if, I, if I didn't ask them, I probably wouldn't hear from them or I would hear from them at the point where they were so pissed off that, you know, uh, possibly irreparable damage had been done. Just because some stupid thing is not working, it's not even often even our fault, it's not, but we can help them fix whatever problem they have. Often they have a problem with a device or poor coverage on their Wi-Fi network inside the house, stuff like that. And it's really annoying to them, mm-hmm. for them, but but we can fix it easily and, and that really helps. So, I mean, following up with your, and that's a podcast episode in, by itself, um, but we'll come back to that, but following up and asking people if they're happy is really important. And um, that will give you a lot of feedback you can use to develop your business. Yeah, and I think actually um, when you when you do that, you, you do create the next want, which is a relationship with you. Um, you yes. We respond to emotion and emotions are required to cultivate relationships. And I know you don't have any emotions, Vigad, so I feel sorry for you right now, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a block of ice. Now, now you make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> But we all like to feel special and we all have our own agenda and we all want to be the most important person being dealt with at that particular point in time. We want to be the most important person in the room. And if you you have to remember that your long-term profits or your profits are in the long-term relationship with your clients. It's not the one-off wham-bam, thank you ma'am, in the salon out, never see them again. It's with the people who you have a relationship with. Um, They will spend more with you over time. Um, you have less costs for them because you you have the initial cost of marketing to get them in the salon to start with and then you don't have those ongoing costs uh, as much um, over time. So you're actually making more profit out of that person. Um, they want you to make sure that you're focused on their problems and their problems only. So they, if you want your problems dealt with by a, a business, just think about that. You want your problems dealt with the same way that your client wants their problems dealt with. So you need to be thinking about when you go out into the big wide world and you go and buy something from somewhere, think about the best uh, sales you've ever had and about the most um, elegant sales and the most pleasant sales that you've ever had. And usually they're the ones that are ongoing and that you have a relationship with. Say, for example, you have, you're in a small town and you have a pharmacy and you go regularly to your pharmacy to collect um, a prescription and they get to know you and when you walk in the door, they all say your name and they greet you and they have a chat with you and they just hand over what you want. You don't even have to ask for it. You just become part of their little community family and they know you so that you don't have to stand around waiting for hours. They'll greet you, they give you what you want, you pay, you leave. It's convenient, but also... Because you recognize and everybody greets you the same way and addresses you <clears throat> in a really lovely way, you want to go back to that pharmacy. And that's the type of thing that you want to be creating in your salon. Exactly. And uh, Kat, I can't help noticing that we have actually passed the 30-minute mark. Oh, my word. The reason we have passed the 30-minute mark, which makes this the longest podcast episode so far, is because both Kat and I and our business uh, people, we the business people we hang around with, we have discovered that pricing is how you price and everything pricing really is so uh, important um, that 
we are really what would I say passionate about pricing sort Very. of because we we see how how important that is and and that's why we talk so much about it and spend so much time about it we could probably talk about this for a whole day well uh, here well, here's we what we're going to defin- do what here's what we're going to yes. do we're going to talk about okay. the last two things i have that they want and these are tied in with everything yeah. else so we don't need to talk about much and then we're going to tell you yeah. what we're going to talk about on the next one and this, the, okay. the two last things are honesty and integrity. So whatever you do with your client and however you have that relationship with them and however you service them and whatever transactions you make, do it with integrity and do it with honesty. Not talking about authenticity, that fucking crap that goes around in the universe right now. I'm talking about being honest and being trustworthy and doing it with full integrity. So you're putting everything you can of your own beliefs Be, being and values your true authentic self you being your true authentic self true shit. authentic self mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in your we can talk about that as ra- well in the woo episode it's in your yeah. rational self-interest by being honest and everything even if it's uncomfortable to be honest you'll gain much more trust and you can sell a lot more and then last thing is full product knowledge so when I talked about um before about being competent, you have to make sure that everybody is fully trained, fully informed, that you're giving the client the right solution at the right time, that people aren't going off and choosing to sell something in a different way and they're getting a different story from one person to the next person to the next person. They need to have all the knowledge. Train, 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 train. Training is really important. I can't say enough about training and make sure that everybody understands it. If you have to write a script and everyone follows a script, write a script and everyone follows a script. That's how you do it. And if you've got all those things in place, all those eight wants from a client and their emotions and, the, and the whip. their needs and the whim, <laughs> you can raise your prices. And that's what we're going to talk about next time. So then the next podcast or a, and a future podcast, can't tell you which one it's going to be right now, but if you do all this, you can raise your prices without losing good clients. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that because I think that's what everybody wants to know is how you do it. Yes? That's really exciting. So then we'll talk in a week. That sounds good. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.